Hi everyone, welcome to Murder on Tap, the podcast about beer and true crime. And We're beer. your hosts, Ali and Jose. Hello, hello. Welcome and thank you for joining us yet again for another week. Welcome um, back. Yes, welcome back. Welcome to all the new listeners. Thank you to all the old listeners, listeners. for sticking by. I don't want to say old. We keep coming back to the, the word old. Or previous, <laughs> our previous listeners. Previous listeners. Seasoned our continued old. listeners. <laughs> we thank you. We thank you for subscribing, um, just listening, reviewing. It's it's also great. Yeah. We thank you for that all. We appreciate your being here. Absolutely. Uh, so what's the uh, what's the good word on your week? What's Jose? the haps? What's uh, any updates? Anything no updates. New? Just a regular old week. Yeah. Weekend week. Yeah. It's Can't weird. It's already I don't a know. New day, a I new know, week. and not even just a new week, but shit, summer's almost over. There's like two weeks <laughs> left <laughs> until a lot over. of the kids start going back to school and shit, which is going to be a major drag because. I don't have any kids, but... El tráfico. The traffic has been amazing all summer. <laughs> and... Yeah, get ready for reality to kick you in your ass. Yes, so if you normally have been leaving later than usual, like we have been, it's time to start leaving a little bit yeah, sooner. Yeah, you have to wake up an extra hour early. Uh, but that's okay. No big deal. And that's if there's I'm no... I'm sure a lot of the parents are going to be happy because their kids are going to be at school and not driving them crazy, <sighs> probably. You get, finally get away from your kids. <laughs> and... Hey, no judgment there. <laughs> hey, you, you know, you have your fun whenever you want to have your fun. <laughs> if that's fun for you. I don't know, but it's crazy to think that, like, summer's coming to an end slowly. I mean, I know we have a month still, but... Yeah, but the heat's still going to be here. Um, I mean, it's starting to cool off a little bit, but... Nah. Slightly. Yeah, Who knows? Hopefully, it'll be a nice start to a fall. We can start bundling back up again. <laughs> you can start to fall... Awesome. So, do you want to tell us the beer of the week? What well, you picked? I think uh, I should. Please do. So, let me just... Nice. Ooh. Should we take a sip? Yeah. I don't want to do it in case it spills. Okay. We're going to sip it before we clink it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't it's work. Too... Okay, yeah, here. Let's try it again. Too full. Oh, that kind of worked. Wow. Terrible. That was a bottle. <laughs> Shut up. They don't know that. <laughs> but I know that. <laughs> We're drinking out of a can, guys. That was two sounds. He's drinking out of a can. I'm drinking out of my glass. That was the sound of two cans hitting each other. <laughs> two cans hitting each other. <laughs> that sounds like a violent forest. Wow. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's actually really good. Yeah. Damn it. It's brand new, too. I just want to rate a beer, not a five. And I Don't can't. worry. Next week, I'll get you a two-star beer. <laughs> if that's what you really want, I'll have a five-star. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Beer of the Week segment. It's going to be a really good show. This is Jose. Just kidding. <laughs> coming at you with the Beer of the Week. That sound good? All right, this beer is from Angel City Brewery. Oh, yes. Yep, yep. Guess where Angel City Brewery is located? In L.A. In Los Angeles. <laughs> um, they were founded in 
Not too far off. 20, 22 years? 22 years? Yeah, right? Holy shit. That sounds no, weird 21, when you say 21. No, 22. It's 2019. Oh, that's right. <laughs> We're really fucking bad at math. <laughs> like, terrible. I'm not mad, bad, I'm bad at well, math. Well, I am, I'm and apparently you're, you're catching whatever I have, so. <laughs> Rubbing off on me. Jesus. <laughs> Um, they are one of the leaders in the craft beer scene, in the L.A. craft scene. I believe it. For I believe sure. it, too. Uh, 2004, they bought a 8,000-barrel German-made brewery in Alpine Village near Los Angeles. Guess where they bought it off of? Um, Jeopardy? No, that's oh. not even a song. I don't need I tried to do it, so I won't copyright it. <laughs> they got it from eBay. They eBay bought has a brewery. A song? Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. They bought the brewery from eBay? Uh, 8,000 barrel German made brewery on eBay. That's dope. That's dope. You can buy anything on eBay. on eBay and Amazon nowadays. You would have gone on Amazon, you would have gotten it the next day. <laughs> Prime shipping. <laughs> uh, and they restored that facility. But in 2010, they relocated to the historic John A. Roblin, Roebling hmm? building in L.A.'s downtown arts district. Yeah, I think we, I think we saw we it when it, yeah. we... It's a pretty big building, though. Right, yeah. Uh, what they say is that their vision was and is to give the great city of L.A. a great brewery. Smart, especially in that area and that... Our oh, district? It's, 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 it's going to boom. It is popping. People don't see popping anymore. Well, I just brought it back. It is hip <laughs> to the bone. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so much better. <laughs> uh, January 5th, 2012, uh, Angel City was bought by Alchemy and Science. They are a craft beer collaboration, and it's headed by Alan Newman and Stacy Steinmetz. Which were formerly from Magic Hat Brewery Company. Magic Hat Brewing Company. I've heard of. I've heard of Alchemy. Alchemy. Yeah, I've seen Alchemy some of their Science. stuff on like bars and. I don't think I have. I've heard the I name. I think but I've tried it. I just know I've seen it, but I don't think I can't remember if we've tried well, it. Well, there we go for the beer next week. Next week's beer, <laughs> Alchemy, Science. What? Alchemy and Science. Yes. Um. 2013, they opened the doors to a brewery, uh, well, to the brewery and public house. I believe that's their name. Of their brewery? Oh, yeah, brewery and public house. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of public school. There's a restaurant called public school, but anyway, go on. Yeah, yeah, there is one. We've been there. Mm Mm-hmm. It was all right. Yeah, I don't remember. This is not a podcast about... Right. Restaurant, so sorry, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, Angel City offers tours, events, and an awesome place to chill with your buddies, nice or family, whoever you like to drink with and converse with. I said the right one, right? There you go. Mm. You did um, yeah, um, some of the beers that they offer. Are the Angel City Sunbather, Ooh. which is a sour ale. That's pretty cool. Is this? Is no, this, this is not the one. No, I'm not there yet. I All always right. mention it until the end. Right, right, right. 
uh, the Angel City Pilsner, the double IPA, which if you're an IPA company, you have to make a double IPA. Absolutely. You know? It's a must. A must. And the beer of the week that we have right now, I didn't read too, I mean, I didn't see too many beers that they had. I think they just brew a certain amount, just, you know. Mm-hmm. Just their own thing. You don't. You don't necessarily have to have a huge menu of beers. No, not at all. But I mean, I'm sure they have. It helps, um, but I don't know. I feel like maybe they have like other company beers, probably that they. Well, you know, they were bought out by somebody else. Maybe I'm just. I just found out what Angel City brews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah. This beer of this week. Is the Angel City IPA. No excitement? Okay. Lots of excitement. Delicious. It is a medium body. What color do you get out of it? Okay. Mm. Beer color? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. No, it's like a... That's the whole segment (laughs) of Beer of the Week. It's like a... Uh... I want to say an amber color. Amber, or does it look like a nickel? No, wait, a penny. A penny. Copper colored. Yes, it's more copper. Copper colored, uh, brew. What do you think of the taste? Delicious. Yeah. Not, not too crazy with hops. No, it's not. And it's, it's not, not too bitter at all. Bitter at all. Well, it does have a little. I mean, a little, little tang, bit, but, but it's. No, it's not. It's, nothing it's tolerable. Crazy. You could drink this any time of the day, mm-hmm. and just enjoy. It's you know? so good. It's not one of those overbearing, overpowering beers that is just not at all. And it doesn't uh, have that like lingering feeling in your mouth or on your tongue. No, it just goes straight down the for sure. Straight down the gullet. It's just smooth. It's so smooth. Oh my god, that's what it is. It's good. It's you know. It's extremely smooth. It has a uh, little hints of hops, little bitterness, a little malt, mm. so it's just balanced completely. Very you balanced. Don't, you don't make that squinty face where you're like, oh, what is that? No. <laughs> That's actual expression. Oh, what is that? Yeah, especially for those that don't aren't really into IPAs, this is something you might be able to drink. Yeah. Try this one out. This one's really yeah. good. It might be a good starter for you guys. For sure. But if you're into something more bittery and stuff, then this one's tolerable. It's good. You know what I love about this? The fact that we do try new beers every week, and, like, we've never tried these before. Yeah, I've never even... <laughs> like, I, why I've seen this we... around, but I've never tried it. Man, all right. This is... I like it. And the podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> and we, that's it. We've tried everything. <laughs> now, um, what do you get out of the smell? I can't really smell out of my can. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> can you it's smell out of my very can? <laughs> heavy, distinct smell. It's yeah, it's what's you know, it's pretty much straightforward. It's just like it, it's all balanced out as in taste. Yeah. So of course the smells are gonna be all balanced it's out. It's more too. the taste that you. Yeah, you don't really smell too much. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little of a little bit of the hop, a little bit of the malt. You usually get like citrusy f- smells and citrusy I think flavors. I taste the citrus more than I smell mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. IPAs usually consist of something citrusy, Absolutely. piney. Yeah, that aroma of grapefruity. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but um, 
Yeah. Other than that, I I don't have any other. What's the percentage on this, by the way? Oh, the percentage is six point one. Oh, that's not bad. It's a medium, yeah. a medium alcohol content on there. Very not good. too strong, but no. stronger than your usual beers, of course. Yeah. Because we don't do any weak stuff here. <laughs> but we will eventually. I mean, yeah, we maybe. Do I think? We had another beer in mind, but we, I said, you know what? We can't go basic. We'll save it for another time. We'll save it for uh, <clears throat> the holiday show. For sure. The Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have to do eggnog for Christmas, oh, remember? Oh, no, you know, that's, that's <laughs> gross. You know what? I will do it. <laughs> yeah, well, I will I'm not do it. Drink it. And then for Thanksgiving, we will have to do some pumpkins. Stouts. Oh yes! All right. What is there for Halloween though? What can well, we do for Halloween? We'll get there when the time comes. Let's. Candy corn ales. Ew! Ew! That's that gross. Sounds gross. I can't stand a candy corn by itself. I wouldn't be able to drink it. Mm. No, I'm okay. I'm okay too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Like I said, kept this short and sweet. Just that like was this good. Beer. That was nice. We should definitely go check out um, Angel City Brewing. In one the of these downtown days. arts district. Yeah, I, again, I think we passed by it when we went to the X lanes. So oh yeah, that's right. Shouldn't be too hard to find this time around, but uh, yeah. And if you guys have the chance to go down to LA, check yeah, it out. Yeah, you guys should. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good spots down in LA. Um, there's Angel City Brewing. There's Arts District Brewing. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. And then there's I can never remember the name, and I just can't pronounce it it's like this german sausage oh place. i don't know what you're talking uh, about but i do not know the name i can't remember either we'll get back to you next week yes we will and let you know what that is um if we remember yeah they have like different kinds of so- like hot dogs yeah, like bratwurst like and stuff bratwurst and stuff that's not hot dogs bratwurst <laughs> they have a lot of <laughs> wieners and buns out of different kinds of meat cuz i know they have like one that's if I'm the Beyond sausage, no, it's like snake meat or something. <laughs> oh, or really? Snake some Ooh. shit. I should. I I gotta look it up eventually. But that sounds kind of good, actually. Um, mm. sure. If you're into that kind of stuff, sure. Try but they have a lot stuff. of. Uh, they have a good, good selection you. of beer too, so that's a good option. Yeah. Well, but that is the beer of the week. week good choice. Week, week, I, week. I really like this one. I. You really like all of them. I do, but like this, I do. I love IPAs. I can't help it, but this is just so good. And just the fact that it's tolerable just gets a check mark in my book. Oh, how many stars, Allie? My green, my green stamp's going to have to oh come my out. My green five stars. Check mark of approval. For sure, five stars. Approved. For all, those, for all of you who are beer drinkers, actually, that's a lie. For all of you who are not fans of IPAs this is a good one to try out yeah for sure try it out give it a shot and if you would like us to try something other than an IPA let us know we're not really too good with we're really it's really difficult for us to step outside of the box just because that's all we look for (laughs) but yeah and that's and that's a lot of the stuff that's around our area not that we don't because we do we've tried definitely different like lagers yeah. Ales, uh, not so much pilsners because I'm like uh, on the fence about them, but I'm willing to try some out. Yeah, give us, uh, you know, give us your pilsners, give us your stouts. For sure. Give us your your uh, 
Hard ciders? No. <laughs> hard cider? Not hard ciders. Oh, boy. Alcoholic apple juice. Is that what that is? Um. Pretty much. N- uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's like oh, brewed with apples of. and stuff, right? So yeah. it's going to have an apple taste. You know what? We should try it one day. I bet you'd, oh, you'd call okay. it pretty bomb. And we don't even know we it. We don't even know, yeah. We don't even know it. Well, thanks for that breakdown. That was great. Definitely we should get this again. We should. I approve. Allie approved. My turn. Your germs. It's my turn. So, uh, this week I'm covering... Give it to us. If you guys are familiar with Gary Heidnick. No. No. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you'll probably... And that's why I'm the beer part. Heard about it after I tell you. <laughs> okay, I'm All gonna right. put my headphones on. Yes, <laughs> just walk out. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> let's start off with this. Uh, so Gary Heidnick was born November twenty second of nineteen forty three to the parents of Michael and Ellen Heidnick in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, he had a younger brother. His name was Terry, and Heidnick was an was an exceptionally intelligent young man. With an IQ of like about 148, so. And we learned that that was yes, we a borderline have. genius. That's yeah. Anything above 130, 140 is considered definitely genius. Above average, <clears throat> smarts. Yes, unfortunately, um, he never managed to fit in or make new friends. Sadly, his parents divorced. Uh, when he was just three years old, due to his mother's alcoholism, she just couldn't really take very much good care of him, and they spent four years with her, uh, only to end up in his father's custody eventually. I thought you were going to say they got divorced because he was too smart. Oh, no. He was like, oh, this little kid is such a smart guy. I'm out of here. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) (laughs) 148, whoa. So, uh, Heidnick claimed that he was often emotionally abused by his father. And just to give you an idea, his father humiliated him one time by forcing him to hang his pee-stained sheets. His bed sheets were, like, covered in pee because he was just constantly wetting his bed. And his father made him hang it from his bedroom window just so, like, everybody could see Kind of like in the water boy. Oh, yeah. When the mama, he's like, you see these sheets? Those are his. <laughs> we'll grow man peas in his sheets. Mama, please let it go, mama. <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines, but... Okay. So, eventually, his father would obviously deny this abuse and... Of course. Claims that it never happened. Heidnick drops off, I'm sorry, he drops out of high school, and at the age of 17, he joins the army. During his basic training, his drill sergeants are really into him, and are really into him, and they grade him as excellent, like, they think he's doing such a great job, but he's unsuccessful in landing special positions. He was trying to become part of the police force or something, but they just wouldn't give him a chance. Uh, eventually, he's sent out to San Antonio, Texas to become, um, I'm sorry, he's trained to be a medic, but doesn't stay long as he 
makes his way off to Germany. Oh, that's a big leap. Major. Huge. In 1962, after serving in the army for just uh, for only 13 months, Heidnik began complaining of severe headaches, dizziness, blurred vision, and nausea. His brain was too big. He was just thinking too much. <laughs> After displaying symptoms of mental illness, Heidnik is prescribed antipsychotic medicine. Okay. By October of 1962, he is transferred to a military hospital in Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania, where okay. he is diagnosed with uh, schizoid personality disorder. Schizoid? Is that schizoid. a Schizoid. Mm-hmm. Personality disorder, and he is on a honorably discharged from his military service. And you said what branch was he in? I don't think he was part of any branch. He was trying to... Well, you have to be in a branch if you're part of the military. I mean, he... I think he was part of the army. I'm sorry. It was the army. It was. Okay. The army. Just kidding. Just kidding. So, shortly after his discharge, Heidnick becomes a licensed practical nurse okay. which is still kind of a little bit confused by that but he works at uh, as a psychiatric nurse at a veterans administration hospital but is eventually fired due to poor attendance and rude behavior towards his patients you would think a, you would think somebody with that kind of a background working in a veterans facility would just kind of chill out but yeah, but you got to remember he had a mental disability. He also had some issues, yes. So that could be a factor. Definitely. Heidnik would go on to spending time in and out of the psychiatric hospitals, attempting suicide at least 13 times. What? His mother commits suicide by 1970 oh. by drinking mercuric chloride. Mercury. Yes, and wow. mixed with chloride. And his brother apparently also commits suicide quite a few times as well. I wonder if thermometers these days still have mercury in them. I'm sure they do, right? I I don't know if... I don't mean thermometers. I mean those, uh... Are they called thermometers? Yeah. The ones that you put on the wall? like old school, yeah. Well, they're just the old school ones. Maybe nowadays... Well... I mean, but there's different forms of, like... Thermostat, thermostats. There we because go. Because we have, I mean, for most of the new houses that are built, all have, I'm sure they all have uh, air conditioning in them, which kind of detects the yeah, but wouldn't temperature. You, wouldn't you think mercury would be a part of it? How do you? Oh, I don't know about that. How would you change the element of mercury in a thing? Just you know. I don't know. Uh, well, I have a, no idea. That sounds podcast. fascinating, but I'm not sure. Oh, I see. Every, every week I have something I just thought fascinating about that too. Well, because it was like back in the day, they had those like old school thermostats they would shove in your mouth to get your temperature, but it's not like that anymore. They have so many different forms. And no, but I'm, th- I'm talking about the wall ones, the thermostats. You know how they had a little liquid in there, that silver liquid? Yeah. I think that was the mercury. And that's oh, what yeah, had, yeah. Guaranteed. That and... Okay, we're we're, okay. we're deriving from the planet. Anyway, we're <laughs> let's get back on track. Mercury is the planet. <laughs> so his brother is <laughs> attempting suicide a few times, and somewhere down the line, Heidnik learns 
how to manipulate people through religion. Oh. In 1971, <laughs> he fi- uh, he founded his own church, and he calls it the United Church of Ministries of God. Okay. With just five followers and fifteen and a fifteen hundred dollar investment. Well, we have more followers than that, but we don't even have an investment at all. I know this is why. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> we need our followers. Just send us money. <laughs> just you know. Join us. Kidding. Don't. But <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> so his his <laughs> followers grow. They rapidly grow, growing from like 50 and on. And surprisingly, he masses over $500,000. So over half wow. a million dollars. Yeah, just from these followers. He starts driving a Rolls Royce, a Cadillac, like just attempting to live luxuriously but not really at the same time he's living his best life yeah <laughs> yeah he was <laughs> 500,000 off of how many people he said like well it started off as 5 and then it like grew to be 50 and, and like 50 and above but like 500,000 you said this was in the 70s during the 70s so that's like yeah 45 million dollars right now yeah they they accumulated <laughs> that 1500 dollar investment to like I don't know, like 18000 or something like that. Something crazy like that. Really? But the thing was, like... Wow. They didn't really explain much about his church or what the hell he was doing. What was going on in it, what he was saying or doing. They emphasized about him making money, like a mass amount. It was more a of little... a manipula- manipulation part of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, during his days at the church, Heidnick began preying on vulnerable women. In 1978... At the church? At the church, yes. At his... So he was praying for them or praying on them? He was praying on them. Like, he was... praying over them? No, praying on them. All right. As as in a predator? Yes. Oh, there we go. I thought he was saying prayers. (laughs) And I'm like, hey... (laughs) You would think he should, (laughs) but instead he was doing the other kind of praying predator style in 1978 heidnick signed out uh the sister i'm sorry he signs out the sister of his then girlfriend who is anjanette davidson his her sister is alberta davidson and he signs her out from the mental institution that she's at for a day uh, on a day leave he imprisons her by locking her in a storage room in in his basement and after she's found and returned to the hospital, examinations revealed that she had been raped, sodomized, only to contract gonorrhea. Oh, man. Yeah. Wait, who passed it to who? I'm guessing he passed it to her, but like... Wow. What the, oh, whatever. He's uh, charged with kidnapping, rape, unlawful restraint, false imprisonment involuntary deviant sexual intercourse and interfering with the custody of a committed person so just because of her um mental state his original sentence was actually overturned on appeal spending um only three years which actually resulted in resulted him in spending three years of his incarceration in a mental institution. Time served. 
Yeah, so he didn't even... He didn't like, really spend any time mm, in jail. No, but not at all. You never know what happens in those institutions, especially back in the days. Yeah. He's so. he's released in April of 83 under the supervision of a state-sanctioned mental health program. And he picks up right where he left off, running his church and assaulting women. Okay. He goes through a mail-order service to find himself a bride from the Philippines. And this is where he meets his wife, Betty uh, Disor. Or Distor. I can't remember how I... Shit, and I can't even read my own goddamn handwriting. <laughs> well, what? You're Betty. reading this off? <laughs> no, not at all. This is straight so, from your brain. <laughs> they get married in October uh, of 1985, October 3rd, 1985. The marriage, of course, rapidly, rapidly deteriorates after she finds Heidnik in bed with two other women. I'm sorry, three other women. And he tries to convince her to, like... Uh, she doesn't even convince her, but he forces her to get involved and just with the other women and he like beats her yeah big time he like beats her and just he's not so very good to her wow that's uh that's not but that's what she didn't think that that's what was gonna happen when no not at all i mean she got bought but i mean how is she supposed to know it's poor woman of course you don't yeah you're expecting a better life Little did she know, she walked into hell. Um, not even three months later, Betty leaves him uh, amid accusation. Accusa- oh, fuck. Hold on. Accusations. Hold on. She's drinking the beer because she just stuttered the word. Oh, I got a okay. drink too, huh? Amid right, ac- <laughs> grab your drink and drink. Drink. Amid accusations of rape and assault but would actually go on to have Heidnik's son. Prior to Betty having his son, Heidnik actually had two other children with uh, two different women. And if you remember, one of them, who was Anjanette Davidson, the the girlfriend, the sister that he took out of the mental institution. The first one? Yeah, the first one. So he has a kid with her and then with another woman, but... Um, they both end up giving the kids up for adoption, like, like, right as soon as they're born. Hmm. That sucks. Yeah. On, okay, so here you go. On November 25th, 1986, Josefina Rivera, a sex worker, was working on the corner of 3rd and Gerard in Pennsylvania when an 87 Cadillac Coupe de Ville pulls up and agrees, I'm sorry, pulls up and, yeah, and agrees to pay her $20 for her $20? services. $20? Oh, okay. That was yes. going to be something else. They still pay $20? Well. Well, $20 back then was like 1986 $20. Oh, $20. How much was a dollar worth back then? I don't know. $1.50? I mean, quite a bit. I would, at least, I don't know. I mean, I would accumulate twenty dollars to like be at least like sixty dollars. Really? What it is today? Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Anyway, 
So he picks up Josefina <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to pay you 20 oh, bucks. That's the woman version of my name. Yes. Hi, Jose. Josefina. Hi, Josefina. They drive to 3520 North Marshall Street where Heidnick lives. They have sex on his waterbed. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. You know it's the 80s. They finish <laughs> up and Josefina's getting dressed. But Heidnick creeps up behind her and grabs her by the neck and chokes her until she loses consciousness. And he goes, boogity, boogity, boogity. Yeah. Heidnick takes her down to the basement, shackled her legs with clamps secured with, like, nuts and, like, bolts, oh, okay. you know? I know what it is. And as a precaution, it was like, what a psychopath that he fucking sat there and he thought of this shit. Duct tape. He put crazy glue. Oh, wow. On the nuts, just to make sure that she can't unscrew it in any way. Well, that's where that 148 IQ comes in. Right. So, uh, the basement has this big hole in the floor and, like, plastic bags of just dirt on the side of the corner. Okay. So, obviously, he's been doing some digging. Or he was going to do some cement work. Maybe. Uh, forcing Josefina into the hole, he places a board over it, but it wouldn't fit since the hole wasn't deep enough. But eventually he, like, pushes it down on her and just kind of covers her in the hole. Kept her alive? Yeah, he she was alive. Okay. And, like, shackled. Was she, like, her mouth gagged or something? Or? Not at this point, but she was having trouble breathing. And well, you would be if you're in a hole in the yeah, ground with a, and the, with a board on top of you. The bottom of the sea. Um, he, <laughs> she continues to scream and just complain and stuff. And so he pulls her out of the hole by her hair and begins to beat her with a stick. Eventually throwing her back into the hole. Okay. A whole day or so passes by before Josefina finally hears Heidnik. But he isn't coming down alone this time. She hears Heidnik saying, be quiet. Shut up, Sandy. You know that I'm not going to hurt you. Shut up or you'll get the stick. Sandra Lindsay was a developmentally challenged young woman. man. Yeah. The day after Thanksgiving, Sandy went to the store to get some meds for her menstrual cramps. Wait, so is he still playing as he's doing the ministry thing? Or did he get caught for that already? Yeah, no, I mean, he's still still keeping that up. He's He's still still keeping that straight up. Yeah, totally. So she she might be a part of that ministry. Who, Josephine or Sandy? Sandy. Yes, yes, you're right there. Right. Thank we'll get you. To that. I'm in it. So she's going to the Points. store to get some meds, and it's three o'clock on a Friday afternoon, and that's literally the last time that her family would ever see her again. Heidnik had mentioned to Josephina that he was going to impregnate Sandy, and. She was all for it, like apparently she had agreed to it, but she would never follow through. What? Yeah. Wow. Sandy? Yeah, Sandy. Man. So he he knew Sandy and another friend of hers because of the church and everything, and what he would do is like he would take them to McDonald's every once in a while and like buy them dinner or whatever. What would consist of a McDonald's dinner? Yeah. I'm not sure. Would you Maybe go for a burgers. Big Mac or... I don't know. I don't eat McDonald's. Like a chicken filet? Ew. Hmm. That already sounds gross. Maybe some fries. I'll just stick with fries. 
Best fries in the world. I'll have a fries and soda. Best fries in the world. They, let's see. I lost my place. Hmm. They went to McDonald's to do oh, a right. bunch so of... So he was uh, going to impregnate her, do, 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 and she doesn't want to. And while they spend most of the time in the basement, Heidmick would come down occasionally to give them water and crackers. If he felt like they were being bad or someone was approaching the house, he would stick them back in the hole and it would just be covered with board. The Monday following Thanksgiving, uh, Sandy's mother attempts to get in contact with the police and tell them that, like, hey, my daughter's missing. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. the detective has the audacity to be like, why are you even worried about your daughter? She's 25 years old. I think she's capable of making her own decisions, basically. Like, she has a job. Like, ignoring the fact that she, you know what I mean, has this disorder. Did he know that? He did. Okay. But he figured because of the fact that he has a job, she had a job, and that she was, you know what I mean? She was 25 years old, apparently. Like, well, you know. 80s for you. If it was anybody else, then okay, but it was a, yeah, you know, it was an uh, officer of the law that's different. I suppose. Um, so that's where Sandy's mom remembers, uh, her friend Tony and they try to find him because they have a feeling that Tony might know where Sandy is. They finally get some answers out of Tony and get Heidnick's phone number. And after calling Heidnick and demanding the whereabouts of Sandy, all he has to say is, no, she's not here, and he hangs up the phone. So they show up to his house. So they called him directly. They called him directly, and he's like, no, I don't know uh, what you're talking about. No habla inglés. Bye. <laughs> Click. So, of course, they show up to his house because they... It sounded a little suspicious. A little bit. Um, of course, nobody answers the door. Obviously. Well, you can't answer the door if you're not home. Well, I'm pretty sure he was home. (laughs) (laughs) So they leave, like, a note for him to, like, basically contact the detectives. But you you swear, like, that's... what You swear, like, he's going to be like, oh, okay, my bad. Let me just contact them. Oh, hey, sorry I missed your call. Um, (laughs) But instead, (laughs) let me tell you what he does. (laughs) So he gets a box of Christmas cards. And he oh my goodness. forces Sandy to write in them, just saying that she's like, okay, and not to worry about her. He gets a $20 bill with a glove because he refuses to touch anything and leave behind any kind of fingerprints. <laughs> fingerprints. Fingerprints. We're drinking because there was fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So, fear of any fingerprints being traced back to him. And that's where the 148 IQ comes in again. Right? Smart, smart. He drives to New York just to mail out the cards. Oh, so he could, so could yeah, think Yeah, so they're like oh, okay. stamped over there Yo, so he can throw off what? the police. I know this guy's a bad dude, but he really did his homework. He's a smart one. And... 
not only just to stop the police, but to stop the family from coming by his house again. And they find it, Sandy's family finds it very strange because they're like, she would never do this. Like, what the fuck? What is she doing? Well, they're from Pennsylvania. New York is not too far away. It's not too far, but it was kind of like, um... Yeah, but still, why would she... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was her work in Pennsylvania? I didn't really specify about her work. Hmm. It didn't... It didn't specify, but... Even the family, like, because they thought it was so strange, they took the matters into their own hands, and... Even then, detectives still refused to help them. They tried to get them to match the handwriting because they could tell that it wasn't really her handwriting, but they were not having it. But how wasn't it not her handwriting if he made her write it? That's, well, that's what they were trying to, that's what they were trying to figure out. If she was They didn't know, yeah. They don't know if it was hers or not, but obviously we do. A few days before Christmas, the two girls were in the basement when they heard Heinick coming down yet again with another girl. Her name was Lisa Thomas. Lisa Thomas. Heinick took her out to a TGI Fridays, ate some food, went to Sears, shopped around a little bit, gave her like 50 bucks to buy something. 50 bucks? Yeah, only to, I mean 50 bucks, we're talking about the 80s. That was still pretty big. That's what I mean. For Sears. You give her a whole 50 bucks? <laughs> I'm going to give her 15, 25. <laughs> so they end, they end up back at his house at the end of the night, obviously, for a nightcap of sexual intercourse. Well, you better. You give her 50 bucks. And TGI Fridays. <laughs> and TGI Fridays? Yes, they went to TGIF wow. and they had a nice... That's like 80 bucks. ...meal. Altogether. <laughs> After work, I'm sorry. Ugh. Here we go. Do it, do it, do it. Afterwards, Heidnick strangles Lisa, shackles her feet, and takes her down to the basement, where Josephina and Sandy have been waiting this whole time. Well, have been in prison. Well, they, they weren't waiting. <laughs> they were just hanging out. Like, <laughs> yeah, they were like, hey, how'd you guys' days go? So, at first, Josephina and Sandy were forced to have sex with him every day but now that lisa was here they kind of got a break but at the same time sometimes he would kind of start with one girl and then he would finish with the last girl just kind of really gross but well he just he knew his limits yeah apparently he had a quite the tolerance um on christmas day heidnick brought the girls a chinese menu and ordered them whatever they wanted to eat. Oh, you better go with that Kung Pao chicken. You know it, just because of the fact that it was Christmas. But the following day... Wait, Christmas? You're gonna, uh, Chinese food for Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, my family does that for some reason. Hey, it's not bad. I'm okay with uh, any kind of food for Christmas. Yeah, I guess, you know. Christmas is more like a tamales day. Um, <laughs> well, for I us. Suppose. I don't know, we don't really... You guys well, have we Christmas do, food. But we have like our own Christmas day and yeah, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, that's beyond the point. Salty fish. Yes. Hey, it's pretty good fish though. It's very salty. It depends on who makes it. I've been around you for a lot of years and this It depends fish on who makes it. Still <laughs> get some getting used to. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, moving on from salty fish. So he gives them 
Chinese food for Christmas, and the following day, he just goes back to feeding him a bunch of Pop-Tarts, rice, and hot dogs. Uh, it was Wait, even, Pop-Tarts? Yes, what Pop-Tarts. Kind of Pop-Tarts. I'm not sure. It didn't really specify. Cinnamon but I sugar? imagine they're like... I don't know. Did they have cinnamon sugar in the 80s? I don't know. Do you know what they I mean? They probably just had those strawberry ones with the sprinkles on them. I can imagine. I don't even know if they even had sprinkles at that time. And did he toast them oh before he gave it to them? Yeah, that's it. You gotta have the, you gotta have a warm pop tart. I mean, I hope he toasted him at least. At least a little bit, <laughs> or put them in the microwave. Oh, well, microwaves were expensive back then too. I bet you they were huge too. Yeah, they were like probably like big ass TVs. Oh, anyway. <laughs> he he would literally spend like less than five dollars just on food for them, and sometimes he even gave them like cat food, which really sucks. Did he tell them it was cat food? Yeah. I think they knew. Oh, that's even worse. You should have just been like, this is some some brisket. <laughs> Here's some mushed up brisket. Here's some bolognese. <laughs> bolognese sauce. That's terrible. <laughs> On New Year's Day, Heidnik comes down to the basement with another girl. What? Is it girl number three? This is girl number... In the basement, number three, no? Four. Four? Yes. Uh, this is Deborah Dudley. All alive. All alive. Even All Sandy? Alive. There's Sandy, Josephina, Lisa, and Debbie so far. Wow. Debbie was not cooperative, like, whatsoever. She kept screaming and hollering the first night that she's there until Heidnik comes down and beats her with a stick. And he normally had, like, two sticks. One of them was, like, covered in nails at the end. So he would just beat their butt and just op- leave a bunch of op- like open sores and shit. Wait, how big were the nails? Mm, I don't know. I'm thinking long ass nails. I mean, I can imagine that they probably are. Oh. Yeah. Ouch. Mm-hmm. It was January 18th when he brings down Jacqueline Askins. Jacqueline Askins. Mm-hmm. Heidnik had promised to compensate her after half an hour of her services. They instead ended up playing video games. Nice. When, for like, I don't know, for like an hour or something, and then when Heidnik puts, uh, he gets up and he puts her in a headlock, and he pretty much chokes her. (laughs) That was a big fucking switch. Yeah. We were playing video games all of a sudden. Pow! Yeah, headlock. she wasn't paying attention. So Power he came bomb. up from behind and he like strangles her and of course takes Puts her, her down in the, the basement. basement. Yeah. Yes. And this is where she meets Josephina, Sandy, Lisa, and Debbie. Why don't they all like, you know, gang <clears throat> up and just... Well, because they're all shackled. Oh, yeah. They're right. all chained up and they're in this hole and they can't do anything. And then he, Wait, like, so the hole's getting bigger now? They're all in the hole now? They're all in the hole. I don't think the hole was getting big. I think it was just a big hole to begin with. Well, we'll, we'll post some pictures on Instagram. Murder on tap on Instagram. Mm-hmm. On Instagram. So, Heidnik would make all the girls beat each other up, always trying to be in charge. Fight club. Pretty much. He would <laughs> he would treat whoever was in charge uh, better than the other girls just because he liked that attention. And Josephina was actually in like major survival mode. So she would pretty much do anything just to make sure that he trusted her. 
he would beat up all the she would beat up all the girls she'd bite them um just whatever he demanded she would do it hmm and he did he and he ended up trusting her he almost like used her as like an accomplice pretty much which I'll get to wouldn't this be like Stockholm Syndrome? Oh my god, you read my notes. What? No, I didn't. So. <laughs> when? That's like literally my next sentence coming up. Oh, I'm a magician. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> one time they go out to South Philly. He takes Josefina with him. And uh, they go to inquire about a fence that he can put around his property. When he meets with the guy at the gas station, the guy only has enough room in his car for him and Heidnik, so he tells Josefina to stay behind, and uh, she's left alone at the gas station in the car. And even though there's, like, two cop cars present, like, somewhere along the road, she stays put and she doesn't run. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and supposedly she was a captive, but she didn't act like it. Comparing it to Stockholm Syndrome. Guess how much my IQ is? 148. 149. (laughs) So, um, as a, okay, so yeah, they go to inquire and they come back and he takes her back into the hole. And as a torture, not that they weren't being tortured enough, he decides to gag the women and stick screwdrivers in their ear until they would cry but their screams would be so muffled that he just just tears screaming it was just a horrible sight so sometime in february sandy does something to upset hide neck what does he do she's what does she do eating her food i guess and she's just eating way too slow but this is also related back to her um, mental disorder? Yes. Mental... She just... Yeah, something. Something about her chewing. She was she was always just a slow eater, and I guess he didn't realize this. So he orders Lisa to start beating her for eating and drinking the water too slow. Heidnik hangs her up by her wrists for three days and leaves her sta- uh, standing, only to come back and to what he thinks that she's sleeping... When she's actually dead. Wow. Yeah, from, like, suffocating. How did she suffocate? So, I guess something about her wrists being uh, hung up that way and the oxygen not flowing properly. Hmm. Yeah, something along those lines. And Maybe the blood coagulated and didn't move. and. Yeah, and she just, she ends up suffocating. He hadn't meant to kill her. It was just a form of punishment so the other girls wouldn't get the idea and but uh, now they think that this Mm -hmm. could happen to them yep and he's really upset over sandy's death so he takes her down or he like unchains her and she like falls to the floor and he carries her upstairs that same day the girls hear an electric saw followed by a really foul smell Uh oh that lingered for like three to four days Skunk. Yeah. Something like that. The oh, wait. This is still Sandy? This is still Sandy. I think oh, the skunk no, would have been better. Oh, no. Not Sandy. The smell was so bad that the neighbors actually got involved and they reported the stench to the city. 
and yeah, someone's not picking up the dog poop. Yeah, he, his neighbor kept going by and like being like, "What the fuck is this smell?" And he's like, "I'm cooking. What are you trying to say? You don't like my cooking? You don't like the smell of my food? I'm making a roast." We've <laughs> been like, "No, yeah. it smells like crap, dude." Eventually, the neighbors called the cops yet again uh, about the order, uh, the odor, and finally somebody shows up. After knocking on the door for 15 minutes, nobody answers, so the police officer makes his way to the backyard and starts, like, peeking through, looking through the windows, but Heidnik opens the door and kind of, like, jumps out just rapidly and just says uh, that he's hey, cooking. He's hey, like, I on? was making a roast, I accidentally burnt it, uh, I fell asleep, and it just continued to cook while I wasn't paying attention. 148 IQ. Right. So the cop leaves. <laughs> he believes him. Wow. So the smell that everybody's pretty much smelling is just, Sandy's body. It's the rotting body, yeah. Well, not even that. He had dismembered Sandy. He was cooking her ribs in the oven. Oh, he really was cooking then. He was boiling her head. Wow. On the stove. He had cut her up her arms and her legs and put them in the freezer her fingertips and her toes were pretty much missing and the reason why he was boiling her head which is kind of like you kind of just pulled out the teeth he was trying to get the teeth to soften up so he could not have any trace of dental records back to her Um, and he ground up her flesh Mixing it with dog food, eventually feeding it to the girls. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. On March 18th. You're a burnout. You didn't tell me it was going to be I wasn't going like to tell you. Was... What the fuck? So on March 18th, Heidnik uh, goes on an errand. And when he returns, the girls are making a lot of noise. So he gets a hose and he fills up the hole with water only to use a stripped extension cord to electrocute him. So he was putting them against the chains oh, that the girls were shackled around. I was going to say, you just gave him a pool. What are you doing? No. You're trying to be mean. You gave he him a pool. was electrocuting him. He agrees that once they stopped screaming and yelling that he would, um, he would stop, but Debbie was not cooperate like cooperating like whatsoever. Still? Well, yeah, was still. it like little electric shocks? It wasn't like anything I mean I don't know how bad like it was, but I mean that they're they have chains and they're in water and he keeps electrocuting the chain. You know what oh, I mean? Oh the so, chain. I thought it was a water. Well they're in the water. But so they it have would react chains. even more. Yes. But how much of a shock was this though then I mean it must have you been pretty from that. well Hold on. Oh, okay. So, with the help of Josefina, uh, Heidnik instructs her to specifically only place the uh, electric, the, I'm sorry, the stripped extension cord just against Deborah's chain. Why Deborah? Because she wouldn't stop yelling and screaming. Well, you really think you're going to make someone stop yelling and scream by electrocuting Well, the other girls stopped because oh. he was like, if you guys stop yelling, then I will stop. But she was like, fuck this. I'm going to keep yelling. I'm going to go nuts. She was a fighter. And 
she actually end up killing her by electrocuting her. There you go. That's one way. I guess. And as a backup, Heidnik makes uh, Josefina write a letter stating that they had both killed Debbie. And, like, she had him, he had her sign it and everything just in case if anything ever happens, it could also lead back to her. Why? So, that he, so it, I mean, he's 148 IQ. He's trying to get away with not being <laughs> responsible. <laughs> Well, he still would have been responsible, but... Well, yes, but at that point, he's already... He's lost well, you, it, obviously. You think if one of them just goes, okay, you get life, because he did it by himself, if two people are like, okay, you guys get half life each. <laughs> Apparently, he thought it was going to make a... <laughs> uh, let's, do, let's do 13 and a half, and thir- 12 and a half, and 12 and a half. <laughs> so, they, they go on a run, and um, in this time, they decide to dump Deborah's body... Uh, oh, somewhere in New her? Jersey. No, he didn't. He didn't cook her. He, uh, I guess, he had a bad. He just said, "I just want to get rid of her." Yeah, pretty much. I think with whatever happened with the cooking of Sandy, he didn't want that kind of attention again. So, oh, smart. He decides 148 to. 148 IQ. I mean, if he was so smart, then he would have done that in the first place. But anyway. Well, he's never done it before, so. I mean, I guess that's true. Trial and error. True. March 24th, Heidnik puts the girls in the basement, but takes Josefina on a run to find a new girl to bring back. Well, you took two of them out. You gotta get at least one back. Exactly. So, after picking up Agnes Adams, uh, who's actually a friend of Josefina's, Heidnik takes her back to the house, has sex with her, and, of course, takes her down to the basement. The same day... So wait, does he have sex with each one of them before he goes to the basement? Yes. No, no. Did he have because sex with the one he, with the video games? Yes. So all of these girls are pretty much sex workers. Okay. And wait, even the disabled one? No, the disabled one, he I just think... just probably tricked her into some shit. Was, yeah. Uh, he was, I think, like a friend, and she was incorporated with the church and everything, so... Oh, man. Vulnerable... Yeah. The same day, he, after finding Agnes Adams, he tells Josefina, let's go find another girl. But Josefina demands to go alone in order to prove herself. Because she's like, listen, you need to trust me. Let me find a girl for you. I have the right person. And he's like, all right, cool. So, Heidi and Josefina go back to where they found Agnes earlier because she claims that her friend lives in that area. They park at a gas station and she convinces him to stay while she retrieves the girl from her house. Bad idea. Yeah. Little does he know that he's actually parked right by her house, right by Josefina's house. So, as he waits for her, Josefina, like, takes off. Uh, she starts walking at first, obviously, but then starts running towards her house where her boyfriend opens the door. He doesn't believe her, just thinks that she's like fucking crazy because she's trying to tell him everything that happened. And he's like, what are you talking about? Well, who's going to believe somebody kidnapped you? Exactly. And they put you in a hole in a basement. Yeah. Yeah. So she finds a phone booth at the corner and calls police, leading them directly to Heidnik with a search warrant. 
He's arrested and at his arraignment, Haydn claims the women were already in the house when he moved in. What? So this is how he's trying to get away with it by saying, you know what? They were there already. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. He thinks like he's going to get away with that, right? Hmm. During his trial, um, I should stay. So, like, of course, the police eventually get to the house and they rescue all the women. Uh, lucky for Agnes, she had just been taken in that day, so she got out. Unfortunately, the other girls had been in there for quite some time. Um, during his trial, he repeatedly denies all allegations and mistreatments of his captives. And captives. He, captives. Drink That's it what up. I said. You said captives. No, I said. Ugh. You got a weird sheet. You got the Australian accent. You got some captives. <laughs> <laughs> got some captives over here. Uh, yeah. So his mistreatment and his <laughs> insanity insanity defense does not hold up. By. July, I'm sorry, he's convicted of two counts of murder in July of 88 and sentenced to death. He attempts suicide that following January with um, an overdose of prescribed Thorazine, but was unsuccessful. And... Wait, so what's... I don't understand, you know, I guess it's to make your stay shorter, but... You're pretty much making everybody happy because you're going to put you to death. Yeah. And you're committing suicide. Well, I mean, know? with being the... It's just so you I could... just don't think he he expected to get caught. You know what I mean? And And then again, when they say you're going to be put to <clears> death, <throat> it usually takes a long-ass time. They don't, they don't put you to death in a year or two or... Very true. So... In Heidnick's case... They actually did finally execute him by lethal injection on July 6th of 1999. Okay, so, so you just let me ramble on this whole time and yes. you could have just been like, hold on with it. <laughs> I just didn't want to Wait tell a you. second. Actually. So, 11 years after, uh, 11 years later, he is actually executed and that makes him the last person uh, in the state of Pennsylvania to be executed this way to be put to death basically i'm still pissed that you let me ramble on about (laughs) they usually put someone down like years and years and years but actually i have some facts for you jose i couldn't i couldn't i just had to let you keep talking wow (laughs) so that's gary heidnick and the House of Horrors, uh, scary Gary Heidnick. Yeah, House of Horrors in Pennsylvania, House of Horrors. Uh, House of a horrors. lot of <laughs> horrors. A lot of what I've read up, read up on uh, states. I'm sorry, compares him to the idea of Buffalo Bill, and that's kind of where it puts his lotion on his skin. Yes, or else it gets the hose again, and the whole like putting them in the hole and blah 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 and yeah but there's a difference between him and the skin oh being yeah worn absolutely but i think it's just more of the having captives and capturing these women and you know what i mean I torturing them the way he did 
But well, yeah, no, that's it's pretty a, interesting. Very scary hiding. Very. Yeah, absolutely. Know. He's another one of my favorites. Not favorites, <laughs> but I'm very intrigued by him, and just it's just it's just mind blowing. The, the, the thought set that was in his head. What the hell is going on? <sighs> Even nothing. For a brilliant, smart man like this. Yeah. To. Yeah, it was very interesting. Very. Do you wanna? So he started boiling your heads and fucking. Yeah, and then there was like parts of it where like the police officers, like the crime scene. You could have just there's pulled like the teeth fatty out. like tissue on the stove and stuff, and it's just from the from the head and it's boiling and blah blah blah. Okay, but... <laughs> and, uh, thank I you don't for know. that, Ellie. <laughs> very interesting, welcome. very gruesome, very it's Gary Heidnick. There's a f- quite even a few. Scary Heidnick. <laughs> Gary, I you said just call him Scary. No, I didn't. I said Gary. It's Gary Heidnick. If you guys ever look him up, uh, there's a few interviews. <clears throat> there's a few interviews on him. Google and that shit. Even Josefina Rivera, she does. Like an interview, kind of. Uh, but Google check him out. Shit. Yeah, check him out. Definitely do your little research on him. Thank you, Ali. That was very uh, <laughs> terrible. Very enlightening. <laughs> very. Uh, so no the good deed of the week. <laughs> okay, okay. we to jump into do that one. Do tell, Jose. All right, for Jose's good deed of the week. <laughs> <laughs> this is again another act of kindness. Mm-hmm. Let's go with acts of kindness. I there like that. Acts of kindness. The week's act of kindness. Acts of kindness. Yes. Okay, they're going to say it again. Acts of kindness. <laughs> acts of kindness. <laughs> Alrighty. So, um, this one is actually from August 9th. We oh. are in August 12th. Mm. Well, when you listen to this, it'll be August 13th. <laughs> Who doesn't know math? <laughs> it has nothing to do with math. Well, it, just... it does. One plus one is two. <laughs> um, so yeah, there was this. Uh, there was this lady who noticed a ninety-six-year-old woman on a flight from San Diego to Nashville. Technically, it was last month, but it just started, you know, popping up. Uh-huh. She noticed a ninety-six-year-old woman saying that she was anxious. Because she hadn't flown in 15 years. She was a 97-year-old woman flying? 96-year-old. Okay. She was in an airplane flying. Uh She wasn't flying herself. Right. No, I get that. (laughs) I don't think she has a muscle tone to do that. Listen, but if she had wings, that would be dope. Yeah. If we all had wings, that would be dope. (laughs) The first thing I would do is fly. Like an eagle? (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I was going from San Diego to Nashville... She hadn't flown in 15 years, um, and when the plane took off, the elderly woman <clears throat> asked the passenger next to her, a young guy, a young man, sitting next to her, if she could hold his hand, just for some comfort. Oh, I wish an old person would hold my hand. What? I love old people, yeah, go we, on. Yeah, like, yeah, we know, we all know. I love them. We all know. If you're an old person and you want me to hold your hand, let me know. Okay, this, Go this is going to be part of our podcast, our <laughs> podcast watch. Okay, I said it on podcast. Drink. <sighs> All right. So the young man gladly took her hand, comforted her, 
throughout the whole way, told her everything was going to be okay. She was, you know, anxious. She couldn't, she didn't want to see, blah, blah, blah. So he was telling her everything that was going on. He was like, oh, well, we're passing this area. Oh. This is going on. This is, this is, blah, blah, blah. Oh, excuse me. Uh, he didn't just, he wasn't just trying to be nice to her or trying to, you know, comfort her through the flight. But towards the end, when they were getting off, he insisted that he took her bag. He's like, you know what? What are you doing? Give me your bag. I'm taking it for you. You're never going to see it again. <laughs> no. He just takes off. <laughs> he just grabs it. He says, hey, don't worry. I got this for you. That looks heavy. Let me grab it for you. Zoom, I'm out. No, he carried it for her. He actually did that, walked her all the way down, helped her onto her wheelchair, and she, st- she stayed with her until she was reunited with her daughter at the terminal to pick her up and stuff, you know? Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, that was it? Yeah, there's nothing too that fancy about great. it. No. It's just a clean but act of... But that's so heartwarming <clears throat> and... This older woman, 96. Mm-hmm. What the hell are you doing on your <laughs> fly by yourself? <laughs> I, I'm not trying to be mean, but like... No, I don't. Someone, I, someone you know... Not at it, all. It's, it's, I mean, hey, for a 96-year-old woman to be traveling like that, that's fucking hella dope. Yeah, but it's like, have somebody with you. Yeah, but I mean... You have that power. Yeah, but sometimes people don't have that kind of family with them or around them to... You know what? You, you're, once you get to a certain age, you have that power when you can go like, you, you're coming yeah, with me. For sure. You're taking care of me right now. You should, but at the same time, elderly people, you know what I mean? What do you mean? They're also vulnerable and what does that mean have to do I don't with know maybe sometimes they feel like they don't want to they don't want to bother people uh, you know what like when I get old I'm going to bother everybody yeah you will I'm going to say I want to be like hey <laughs> change my diaper right now <laughs> and then you would be like but there's nothing there I'm going to be like leave, and then I'll be like yeah I know I'll leave that to our children to do I'm, gonna I'm be not like, doing it. I'm going to be like I know there's nothing there just change it <laughs> you're gross I'm going to bother everybody <laughs> hey Gave me my glass eye out of my cup of water. <laughs> Why do you have a glass eye now? I don't know. I feel like it would be cool to have a glass eye. <laughs> okay. Once you get older, you're just like, Oop. It's not like your eye starts falling out. What are you... <laughs> it's like, hey, go give me some new orthopedic shoes. What's wrong with your old ones? <laughs> Nothing. To, Nothing's wrong with them. clean your dentures and yeah, clean hey, in and out of your my dentures are in the My dentures are in the glass over there. What do you want with them? I want you to get them for me. Put them in my mouth. Put them in my mouth. And once they put them in my mouth, I pop out another one out of my left hand and be like, look, I already had some here. <laughs> bother everybody. Once you get old enough, bother everybody. Who cares? Hell yeah. You deserve it. For sure. You, you should. live that life. We support it. That was a nice, uh, that was a nice kind of, uh, wait, what was it? Act, act of, of kindness. kindness. kindness uh, no, you have to say it like this. <laughs> act of kindness. Act of kindness. That was a great act of good. kindness. I mean... Everybody should act kind. Yes, absolutely. Act kind. Not even act kind. Be kind. Just be kind. Pay attention to your goddamn surrounding people. Look around. If you see that person, if you're on a bus and you see an elderly person, give them a little seat. Give them a little smile and a wink. Pregnant woman, whatever it is. But don't do it in a creepy way. No, don't be. I mean, not in a creepy way. I mean, (laughs) I mean, just, just. 
be fun. Be, be, a, be a good person. The slightest bit of kindness goes such a long way, and you can make such a difference in that person's life in just those couple minutes. What's the easiest thing to do? Hold the door for somebody. Yes. Don't be a jack off and just let go. And then if just someone holds the door for you, don't just walk by. At least say thank you. Yes, absolutely say thank you. Because that happened to me. And that you know what I said lot. behind their back? I said, dick. Well, I mean, you, aren't, you shouldn't do that either, though. I didn't tell them, but I said in my head, I was like, what a dick. Yeah. Mm, that's hold, okay. Hold the door for somebody. Hold the door for somebody. Be nice. Give up your seat. Help somebody with their groceries. Yes. Help that old lady cross the street. I don't know if a lot of old people cross the street anymore. I don't think they do that anymore. That's okay. Maybe ask them before back in the you 60s. do that because <laughs> they might might think you're trying to rob them. But you know what I mean. You know where I'm going with this. Just and be tell them. Tell them you're not trying to rob them. Excuse me, ma'am. Can I help I'm you? I'm not trying to rob I'm you. I'm not trying but... to rob you. I would just like to help you. Just whatever it is. Even just smiling. Even just smiling goes such a long way. Hey, just wave at somebody while you're walking on the street. Just, hey, here's a wave. And be like, who the hell was that? <laughs> just, Did you see that guy? If you're my crazy ass, I'd probably wave yeah, back. So. Like, Hi. <laughs> well, if hey. you see me, wave to me. I'll wave. Yeah. If you see somebody <laughs> waving at you in a car, that's going to be us. <laughs> and if it's an exaggerated wave, it's really going to be us. So wave back. That was good. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us this week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Our beer. Tell them where we're at. Crazy ass Gary Heidnick in our house. Uh, we're on Instagram at oh, Murder right. on Tap. <laughs> we're on Instagram. We're on uh, Gmail at Murder on Tap at Gmail dot com. Yes, give us a follow. Uh, slide into our DMs. Do yeah, something. leave a review. Come leave on, we want to see a review, even if it's bad. Let's do it. Yeah. Whatever. We, we want to hear them all. This is episode 13. We can take it. I thought this was episode 12. No. Well, I, wanna, I don't know. I don't Shit. Remember. We're not even keeping 12, count anymore. 12, 13. We'll edit it someday. Whatever. It's an episode. We'll do the same thing in next week. We'll go all oh, 11 or 12. Maybe. We hope you guys enjoyed it, and we hope you f- join us next week. And that's it. Have a great night. Have a great night. Great day. Great evening. All of the above. We'll see you. Cheers. Cheers.